0: I'm Kristen Elizabeth, and welcome to the Evolving Mama podcast. This show holds space for you as we begin to uncover who we really are on our path to awakening. We are here to guide you back into your power and to discover your purpose in this lifetime. You will be inspired to reconnect to your higher self and tap into mind, body, and soul to find clarity, confidence, and joy. Join me and inspiring guests as we share evolution through career, motherhood, spirituality, manifestation, and co-creating the life of our dreams. My intention is that these expansive conversations act as a mirror where you begin to see a reflection of who you are and who you want to become. Now, together, we expand. Welcome to the Evolving Mama podcast. It's Kristen Elizabeth, and I am so glad that you are here with me today. I don't know if you're feeling this way, but I wasn't necessarily ready to dive into setting my goals in January. I didn't really feel like I was in the energy for that, and as I started digging into this a little bit. It seems like there are several reasons why or even astrological themes to why maybe the kickstart of January isn't the best time to do that. So if you're feeling a little bit behind in really writing down your goals, thinking about what you want to accomplish this year, what you want to manifest, you are not alone, my friend. (laughs) I also think, so there's something to be said for the solstice, which essentially transitions depending on where you live in the world in terms of how you feel from, you know, winter into spring. And so I think even just saying that out loud, obviously it's very reflective that as we move towards spring, the growth As we get closer to that transition in March, it just feels so much more aligned to begin really thinking about the things that you want to spring up in your life, the things that you want to manifest. So I've definitely been feeling that way. Also, you know, you come off of the holidays and as great as it is to get time off, if you work full time, depending on where you live, you know, it can feel a little bit overwhelming. You could be actually a little exhausted instead of re-energized, depending on what your holidays look like and what you experience, and even those family relationships and dynamics that can kind of stress you out. And actually speaking of that, on the podcast today, we have Hillary and Amber, also known as Hill and Burr. They are identical twin sisters who while they're on similar paths, they're also very different, but their paths are definitely complementing each other. And there's a lot of intertwining that's happening in their worlds and their work. So I actually met Hill through Julia at Dream Your Life Now. She was a former client of Julia's. And before I actually signed on the dotted line to work with Julia, I said, you know, I know that I want to work with you. I just want to like really understand if this is the right time for me to jump in? Do you have a former client that I could connect with? And she actually connected me with Hill, who by the way, lives on the other side of the world. She lives in Australia. I guess the other side, depending on where you are, although she is born and raised in the US, uh, in particular, went to high school in Long Beach, California. But we talk about... How they have journeyed to Australia and all of the connections that are there. And they didn't actually go at the same time, which is really, really interesting. So I had connected with Hill and we've just become friends. Um, You know, we stay connected on Instagram, chatting, messaging. Hill also hosts a podcast called You Print Become the Architect of Your Reality. And I love her podcast, she has amazing guests. And she actually started partnering with her twin sister, Amber, and doing a series called Twin Transmissions. So Amber is a channel and medium and has been stepping into these gifts over the last few years. And so they actually do some episodes where Hillary acts as the interviewer as Amber steps into... Another dimension and connects with various entities. And if you go to her website, you'll see right now she's connected to several different entities or groups of entities that she channels. But her number one is her grandma. So, but we talk, you know, all things twins, um, which is really interesting. You know, how growing up in Long Beach, California really shaped their view on the world. And then we dig into some deeper topics, you know, that your soul picks your parents and the lessons that you're meant to learn in this lifetime by having those soul contracts and those relationships. We also touch on just their journeys moving across the world. I think it can be so inspiring to hear from people who, you know, if they feel nudges to not stay where they grew up or stay where they are and take risks and follow their heart, it can be such an incredible experience for you to hear how they took these leaps and moved across the world in their case and at different times. I think their theme is really about how the universe and life is meant to surprise and delight you. And I feel like they say that phrase a lot, which is totally amazing because if that is the core essence of you know, our experience here on earth, if we can get into that space and that energy and that vibration, that everything is here to kind of surprise and delight you. Well, I can't think of a better way to live. We talk about a lot of other things. Towards the end, Amber is channeling, so there is a live session of her channeling. However, I will say there was a moment where it took a turn and it got a little bit more personal for me, and so I've chosen to not fully include all of that in this episode today, but I encourage you to connect with them on Instagram, Twin Transmissions. You can connect with Hilary Naughton, as well, and follow the Uprint podcast. Listen to some of their Twins Transmissions episodes because I find them totally inspiring and interesting. And so, without further ado, I will send you off to other realms and listen to Hilary Naughton and Amber Merlot, the Twin Transmissions gals. Enjoy! <laughs> Hey, Amber. Hey, Hillary. Welcome to the Evolving Mama podcast. Hey, Hey, Kristen. We're happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. (laughs) Or aka Hill and Burr. Best energy ever. Yes. Thank
1: you. We're excited to be here. Yeah, for sure. We look so alike. I know. It's so weird. We can see ourselves on video. I'm like, oh, I look the same person. It's so weird. weird.
0: You do. And I don't know if you two know this. You might. But I have identical twin sisters. They are 20 years younger than me. But for you, same thing, right? One egg, but it's split. Yes. we think so yeah yeah well, like, well my
1: mom's not my mom can't remember um I don't know if it was she was like early 80s and she was like they never told us that stuff back then and my dad like thinks he can he doesn't really know they don't really know oh wait um do you, Do they have the same parents your sisters
0: a, a different same mom different. and dad uh, same mom we have the same mom um,
1: okay same same gosh, and I- dads
0: yeah their names okay, are summer cool. and Autumn.
1: Oh, oh my God. I love my that. God, so cute. Are they like
0: best friends? Of course they're, they're best friends. Um, like so many, even of our family can't tell them apart, but I know I even know on the phone, like I'm just so connected yes. to them that way, but I yeah. love it because when you're not in the twin world, sometimes it's hard to like relate or really understand, but I feel like I kind of get it. So I'm really excited. Oh, oh, yeah, no, twins- we're like soul sisters. Yeah, like, oh, and tw- remember
1: when we- and twins are weird? Oh, oh, we yeah, had yeah. one of Hillary's friends yesterday. She came over. We were, um, gonna record, a, like, I was gonna be this is Amber talking for anyone listening. I was gonna be <laughs> doing, um, a channel like a live channeling for like a soul session. What the thing that I do for people one on one when they book a session with me, we were like, oh, let's just record one for uh, the listeners so that they can hear what they sound like. And she had never met me before, and so she walks in. A, she was like freaked out. Yeah. She, yeah, was, she was like, well, sure. yeah. yeah. And then we were kind of like, oh, maybe it's not a good idea to record like a private su- session, private soul <laughs> sessions for everyone to hear because they're pretty um, intense, intense and personal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It was a good learning moment. It but- was a really good <laughs> learning <laughs> but moment. I think your point yeah. is that like, it was really freaky. It was freaky. And yeah. we were like, we get it because it is freaky. It was almost like, I didn't even give her a hug to introduce myself because I was like, I think she's freaked out right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, so we get it. Yeah, yeah totally.
0: Totally. Totally. So, you both are in Australia, but obviously, I can hear those American accents coming from Long Beach. So, um, something that I like to start with you know, I look at this podcast as an opportunity for people who are listening to connect with the person who's on the other side and really either be expanded or see a part of themselves in you. And I really think a part of being able to do that is understanding somebody's story. So we'll get more into that, but I'd love to hear a little bit more about your origin story. Like what was, in really high level, doesn't have to be long, but like what was your experience growing up? Because we get to these places today and I think we're all in our forties here. So we get to these places today, but sometimes we don't reflect on what it was like growing up and in our childhood and where we were and where we are now. So we'd love to hear a little bit about your experience growing up and what life was like and I guess how that allowed you to believe what was possible for you?
1: Yeah, well, we grew up, um, we moved around a lot. So my dad was like on the gas pipeline. And so he got, he got laid off a lot. So he would, we would just move to sort of all these towns all over America to where the work was. And so we were like born in Kansas then we moved to Missouri, then we moved to Texas and we lived in North Carolina. But then we, when our parents separated, we moved to California into Long Beach and our mom grew up in Long Beach. We moved back into the house, our grandparents' house in Long Beach where my my grandparents were both were still living. So we were able to all live together, but our dad moved to the East coast. And then we went with our mom. It's like, we like, you need to be with your mom. And so we did that, but but that was like the beginning of like amazingness because like Long Beach, California is incredible. It's like a little hood, but also like in Los Angeles. So there's like, it's a cultural melting pot there is like every nationality you can imagine and like at the time like everyone's getting along at least in like our like little sphere you know and so it was like you know it was just it was wonderful. And it was. And we thought we could do anything. Like, oh, yeah. Like well, I think having a twin gives you a certain kind of confidence because you're never alone. You always have a friend. And although we did have like a super awkward face that was face, that was like sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Well, uh, sixth no, and seventh grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, braces, your face is changing. Like you go from like kind of chubby to like then you like, you know, fill into yourself. So like definitely there was like we had a, a horrible bully. It's all shout out Michael. We won't say his last name. <laughs> but like that that definitely shaped us. I think it made us have better personalities for sure. For sure. Because sure. we had to be you have to be like, you know, when you have a bully, like it's like, okay, well, we need to be funny now because well, like Yeah, well, and we weren't like ke- like we weren't confident in our looks. Like we yeah. were going through very awkward stages. Well, and like, I think everybody can relate to oh, that everyone when no can matter relate what no matter that. Like, yeah. Again, yeah. it was just like very insecure. So we were like, oh, we both need to be funny. So then at least that way that's how we can like, like get friends, the, get friends deflects, and, and deflect yes. the attention yeah. of like oh, like if you are being bullied. So, but thankfully that was in Texas. And then we moved to California and then like got out of our awkward phase and then like met all of our friends and just like had the most magical, like high school experience, college. Amber ended up going to UCLA. I went to UC San Diego. So we had, I I will say though, in high school, we like barely graduated and barely did anything. (laughs) Like it was because like, yes, we went and I don't even know what kids these days think of going to college or if people put as much emphasis on that anymore, because I'm married to a, a builder and he never didn't go to, he didn't even graduate high school and he has a beautiful, like an he's amazing He's like one business, of the most successful people I know, but he knew he wanted to be a builder and he's Australian. And so in Australia, they don't put it, the same emphasis on going to college. It's like, okay, you can either go to college or you can learn a trade. And so that's what he did. So, but my whole point is, is like, we were so ratchet in high school. We barely graduated. <laughs> yeah. Like the, we the, went to, Community college yeah. after, and then yeah. we transferred to universities. And we were kind of just like, this is a box that we have to tick, whatever. We did it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we did it. And then like, and I'm glad that we did it at the end, end of the day. Cause it yeah. was like, like a cool experience. But also looking back, I'm like, oh, we did probably didn't have to do that. But um, in terms of like our parents, I would say that like if we I believe that we're when we're like coming in as souls, that we choose our parents for certain things. And I would definitely say our mom is like this artist, creative. Like um, she became a nurse when they got divorced, my parents got divorced because she needed to make money. But um, she's always been like a bit hippy dippy, super warm, like loving. And so writes her own music. Yeah, writes her own music, like poetry. Yeah, poetry. She draws (laughs) everything. She's like so lovely. And like, and we got our voice from her for sure. She has a very soothing, deep voice. And then our dad is like super responsible. He's also loving, but at the time, like he just had his own stuff, right? So like I don't think he knew how to show up in the way that we needed when we were older as teens, when we were kids. Yes. Yeah. But well, like he was a really good provider, such a good provider and yeah. like uh, someone you could count on and like do um, whatever he had to do. Yeah. He to was like, hard working on the like, table. AF. Yeah. yeah. So we got that. We got the best balance of both of them. Like that, like, like really we can do anything. And now I would say hard work I understand more the we both understand the energetics of the universe and like how to like harness that power to create. So it's less about, Oh, I have to like, grind and work hard and it's more about oh like how do you use the the tools that we all understand now uh to create a life that is beautiful and and is in alignment with what you actually truly desire yeah but because it, we both went through like after college um I ended up marrying my husband and moved to the, the UK. Australian the Australian yep and so we I lived with him in the UK and then we moved to Australia but I would say about um about oh, what was my point in terms of, what were you saying before that oh <laughs> <laughs> oh god well, it's no. all you're fired you're kicked off the podcast i know no no no, no, no. no. it well, was about oh i know because like with our dad for example the way that he viewed the world is that if one person like because he was always getting laid off it's like if one person got something it's because someone else had to lose out and it's almost like someone took something so i would say that that definitely i once i started to get more into like the woo woo like going into my own like shadows and what are like what do i actually think about making money and what are my self limiting beliefs like self limiting beliefs i was like oh actually my dad he i kind of learned from him that like you you know you get laid off like other if other people win you have to lose and so yeah, that, that like it's it's hard to make money you have to work yeah. To make money, and also that um that uh yeah, you have to work hard to get ahead, yeah. Yeah, and so we had to unwind those beliefs for sure. Um, and what like what you said about learning what you really want, because I think you're I don't know how it's been for you, Kristen, but like when you get to your like late 30s and 40s, you've accomplished like all these things that you thought were the things that were gonna like complete your life and make you happy, and then you're like, oh crap, like oh no, like, what do I, like, what's going to actually make me happy? And I've done all these like ticked boxes that society has told me I should, but like, I still, there's still like a nudge to follow something else. And so that kind of led us more into the spiritual everything and like going (laughs) for it. But yeah, we've kind of talked for a bit. Did you have any questions about that? Yeah. Or you want us to keep going?
0: No, I think it was great. And actually I relate to that a lot because I grew up moving a lot but i think that builds a lot of like confidence right in your ability to just move through that and find your own stability as you move through different you know areas where you're going and having to make new friends and and do all of that so i think that's it definitely sets you up for that and really understanding where you get a lot of your core beliefs and how we start to unlearn those i think that resonates with a lot of people um and i agree i think when i turned when i was about to turn 40 I had a really big awakening. And sometimes I have to be honest, I get a little bit angry that it took me this long. I'm trying to move out of yeah. that. Like, why? And then I see these Instagrammers, they're like 20 and they're all enlightened. And I'm like, why was I dreaming? And like, I should have done that because I was capable of so much. So, yeah. That's we nice. just didn't
1: know right we, well like, and there was no social media so like if we wanted to learn about you know the abundance tools. of the yeah these tools the abundance of this like the fact that this reality has to give you what you want and just going for it like we would we, like, we didn't we have like, like what does Lacey Phillips say expanders like there's no one around you that was saying this is possible you know so it's like we our generation it's all we had to do it the hard way <laughs> <laughs> I know we sound like our parents I know yeah. we do sound like our parents yeah Yeah. Uphill both ways in the snow. (laughs) But, and also though, now I'm thinking like, cool, I'm glad that I ticked all those boxes and like got all the things that I thought would make me happy. Even if I am 40, my husband and I talk about this like every day on our walk, we're like, we still have so much more life to live. Being 40 today isn't like 40 when our parents were 40 or their grandparents parents or their parents. And so we have a good, at least like 40 more years in us. Right. And so it's just like, all right, cool. At least we've learned it now. I don't care. You know, I don't like, I don't fear what other people think of me anymore. I'm just going to go for it. And um, yeah, that's the, yeah, that's kind of where we're at at the moment. So, and we're only 40.
0: Yeah. Like we
1: have so much life. Totally.
0: And if anything, like I said, I do, I do get a little bit disgruntled about it sometimes but on the other side of it, <laughs> I look at it as like it lit a fire because I'm like I want to do so much you know so yeah. whatever in your life lights that fire right that triggers that for you that's typically when you get pushed into a spiritual awakening or pulled into one I feel like so all right yes pulled into one that's the way to say it yeah 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 um okay so obviously grew up in California later on in life after moving a lot and Burr I know you obviously came to Australia your husband's Australian I mean why were you both so connected to Australia do you feel like there's more to it than just kind of meeting somebody and coming there and and then Hillary you kind of coming along I'm actually going to have a conversation with somebody about astrocartography this week as well so I'm really well, yes, that's what we were going to say this. okay yeah. Yeah.
1: So we've had like an astrocartography cartography, reading and Byron Bay is like very close to like exactly where we should be. And I, but I, we, didn't we didn't know that we didn't know that we were already here. Yeah. We were already here, but like, obviously you get like put like nudges and things and you don't really know why you're following it. But, um, I remember Amber was doing a reading for me once and they said, um, like, uh, we were talking about, uh, it was in the beginning, like five years ago when you first started, doing the readings and I was asking getting all the simple questions out of the way like why am I here should we be in Australia should I go back to America (laughs) you know like because we weren't in Byron Bay yet and Byron we were in Melbourne we're in Melbourne like it's a lot more cold and rainy and yeah and Melbourne is Melbourne for the American listeners like uh, they say Melbourne here but, um, and so I was like, my husband, this is Hillary. My husband and I had moved to Australia in 2016 to no 2017, no, 2016, sorry, to be close to Amber and Brad, her husband's a builder. He didn't want to come to America because of like the trades industry is so different. And my husband's a huge surfer. And he was like, oh, I've been reading surfer magazines since I was a kid. Like I would love to go to Australia. And of course we moved to Melbourne, which is like, has no waves. It's like cold. We got <laughs> there in the middle of winter. Yeah, basically. Yes. Yeah, we're like, oh, it has a bay, but it's like. Well, you it, have to drive, you have to drive 45, 45, minutes 45 minutes to, to get, get to, to but, the ocean. But the water's freezing. Yeah, the water's cold. And we were like, we definitely had a dark night of the soul. And, um, and but then my husband and I were like, well, we like have rented our house out in San Francisco. You can't just get your tenants out. And also we're not quitters. So we both agreed we're going to give this five years. And if at the end of five years, if it doesn't work out, we'll go back to America. And so really it was like a year, four and a half when we moved to Byron Bay and we were like, oh, thank God we came, you know, because <laughs> it was, it's amazing. But you guys knew oh, know, the first time you came. Yeah, we did. So what I'm getting to. So, that, yeah. um, so I was having a reading with Amber when we were still in Melbourne and what the guide said was like, what, um, what better carrot to like get you to Australia than your oh, twin sister. Okay. And so I was like, Oh, okay. So there's a reason we're in Australia, but this was before we got really deep into like the world we're in now. So I was kind of like, okay, that's interesting. I and even then not remember that they said that yeah, because you were channeling. I know, but- yeah. And so then, um, we, my husband and I found Byron Bay like six months after we moved to Australia and we were like, it's like for the American listeners, it's like if, um, Kauai and Malibu had a baby, it's like, Such a beautiful place. And it has black obsidian under the ground. And so it's like a very like magnetic spiritual place. The indigenous people of Australia uh, used Byron as like a coming together place and women would give birth earth here in the tea tree lake so it's like has a lot of spiritual significance uh for like the indigenous people and you can feel it when you're here so when we did the astro cartography um it was like Byron Bay is like a perfect place and actually um LA is a really good place for us too which I was like thank God. I was like, no wonder <laughs> it, would, it would really suck if it like, wasn't, a, like a good spot for us, yeah. cause I like going back. But, but uh, Byron was like, there, there's some line in cartography that they talk about. Can't remember. And it was like, Byron was like a few millimeters from it. And so we were like, Oh, oh wow, okay, okay cool. Amazing. We're in the right place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But yeah. So that, I don't like, know if that
1: answers your question.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Hill said it too, right. It's like, you don't know why at the time, but these mm-hmm. little things keep happening and you get called and you just do do it. Yeah. I totally feel that. I'm excited to have the conversation and figure out maybe where I'm meant to be because for me, I am like constantly looking for the physical space I'm supposed to be in, which is, you know, like uh, once you have kids, yeah. it's hard because you're like, oh, I can't just pick up and move around. If I didn't have kids, I'd probably be living somewhere new every year. And trying to find out oh, oh cool, yes well yeah.
1: you know what though your kids did choose you as their parents so I think you just have to get your husband on board Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and what we've learned from living here is that because like the the messages that we've been channeling especially of late about like this reality being your responsibility and like literally everything you experience like your entire reality is a reflection of like yourself your own beliefs all the things and and so like living in a place that elevates your energy that like puts you in a state of gratitude like where you can access nature and we get it like not everybody can do that and for some I mean, people, people wants that well no never wants that and for some people it might be different they may be like oh i actually want to live like you know in the middle of tokyo where it's like bustling and that puts me in this energetic vibe but it really it it um it's made me realize like oh the responsibility of choosing a place to live it it enhances every part of your life because it changes your whole energy and so oh it's like supercharged our experience times a million times a million. and some people come to bar and most people come and they're like oh it's beautiful but some are like I could never live here yeah but like for us we're like oh we could live here and like this is a perfect place on the planet for, for us, us right now. Yeah so I'd say a reflection point for the listener for sure is like go where you love and make your, make it work there. Like you can. And like, there are so many, some people told us stories about Byron. They were like, you can't live where you holiday. Like, it's too hard to live there. I was, like All these limiting stories, but we were like, no, we're going to make it work. And then yes. we did. And then like COVID happened and the whole world shifted and then like everybody got that memo and then came. And so it's like, well, and you also, you, you may have to be willing to in the moment sacrifice, like compromise because like air quotes, compromise, because you had a guy on your podcast who talked about that, right? Rich. Oh, from Shibadil. Yeah. Where he was talking about like living in, like, let's say for example, you want to live in a place like Byron where um, maybe there aren't a ton of jobs to choose from, but if this is where you really want to live, then you make it work. Maybe you live in somebody's studio and you downsize your life to a point where you can get a different job. But if you're really following like that inner compass of where your soul wants to be right now, then it's like how, you know, basically putting your ego in check to be like, okay, well, I guess if that's... The place I really want to be, I'm going to follow this intuition, and know that I'll do whatever it takes to get there. And then once I'm there, your energy is in such like a beautiful, expansive place that then you start to create all these uh, other opportunities. That's what happens. Oh yeah, yeah, never even. Yeah, like because we used to be in both in medical device sales. I know you you work for a medical company as well, right? And and that was just like a few. How, when, when did we last work for them? That was like uh, four years ago. For me, it was like three. You yeah. quit before me. And it's oh like- God, I remember when Hillary quit. And I was like, I'm afraid for your kids. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When, like, when I <laughs> left the industry, she said, yeah, she called me and was like, oh, I, I think this is reckless what you're doing and all these things. And and I was like, oh, well, I was definitely I was too disagree. scared. You were scared for us. Yeah. However, my point is, is that it, um, like, I can't even imagine going back into that world now because like, but at the time it's all I knew. And so it's just another reflection point for the listener that like, you have to take that leap. Yeah. And then like everything around you changes and you're like, you won't even recognize yourself for, like a few years down the road, you know, yeah. or so. even like a year later, mm-hmm. even a year
0: later. Yeah. yeah. So
1: make that move, Kristen, yeah. do it girl. <laughs> That's
0: right. Well, and I don't know if you know this, but I actually, I lived in Bondi on a working holiday. Oh, in cool. Sydney. No, yeah. Cool. I also studied uni abroad in Wollongong. So it's like two hours South of Sydney. So those oh, yeah. Yeah, we we know. It's I've actually it's been to really? Byron Bay just for I like one it. overnight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Girl. And then, um, I actually did move my family. We purchased four homes over the last seven years, but the problem is, is they're all just like state by state all connected around here. So I'm not actually getting in the climate that I desire. Okay. <laughs> um, where do you want to go? Like, yeah. what's your next well, place? It,
1: what's your deepest desire? Oh, yeah, yeah. What is your deepest desire?
0: Oh, well, you know, I think what's really cool, like Hill, you were saying for the listener, like allow yourself to actually like feel the energy of where you are. And when I feel that energy, it's typically in California. Like we just got back from San Diego. I did live there for a couple of years. Like I feel super called um, to, to California in particular, San Diego for sure. Um, so, you know, I was scoping out properties and, you know, dreaming that I could afford the real estate there someday, but we'll see, you know,
1: anything is possible. Well, And you just never know how, like the opportunity that comes up in your reality. Once you actually like acknowledge that deep desire and then release the control of how it comes to you, then it's like, it's crazy what happens because again, like who knows what this reality is anyway? So why can't it be that it has to give you exactly what you ask for? And things have to materialize and shift around to your desire. Because if you think that we're in like this, it's like, we're almost like in this bubble of creation. Each person is in their own individual experience. Like what the way that um, my guides have shown it to me and like other people's guides is that when people come out of this experience, I don't know if you've ever, they have given me this analogy a lot. Did you ever watch Star Trek as a kid?
0: I where they watched it once on the Holodama,
1: but yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, our, <laughs> well, our parents, parents would... were trekkies. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, but there, there's this thing on Star Trek where you would go into the holodeck, and so you would just be like, Oh, let me it's pick virtual reality. reality. Yeah, virtual reality, which was like, and it was like 35, 40 years ago before there was VR, which is like crazy. Yeah. Anyway, so um, but they would show me uh, they would like my guys have shown me a couple analogies, is that like when you come out of this experience, literally you're like oh man, like I had the power to choose the whole time. Like, it's as simple as like, they've given me actually like three, good, they're giving me some right now too. So like the first one is the analogy is like, you. it's like, because what you do when you go into this holodeck is you're like, oh, okay, I want to go to like Hawaii to do this thing. I want to go paragliding. and And then that reality pops up and then you go in And then they're like you know when and they also said like if you it also they they liken it to watching a t like a station on the channel and if you don't like what you're seeing like change the channel and then the other one that they give me a lot is like it's a play they're like you know like and you are like the main character or the director the writer and they're like when people when your soul comes out of this reality like you don't have any judgment about it because like that's just not that's the a way human emotion. that's a human emotion to be like that's right or that's wrong or oh, I wasted my time or you know etc etc but you come out and you're like crap you know like I didn't realize in this reality like or in this lifetime that I had the power the whole time and and that, like everything has to like almost like rise to support you in that in like in, in like a Yeah. In like this, like virtual Nate, like a type of analogy, but also like, just change the channel, just write a new script. Like, you know what I mean? Like change the plot line of your own life. Like you, we have the power to do that. And so we lean into that like so much more now, so much more. Yeah. Yeah. but But, But it all goes back to that being in an environment that um makes you Op- feel like yeah. opens you up and makes you feel like uh like it just changes your energy. And- well and that's the thing because you are the one creating your reality that's why like doing like they talk about self-care and like why taking care of yourself is so important because they likened it like they gave me this analogy yesterday of like um if you were you know it's let's say that you are like a, a an F150 car or whatever that is like they showed me like one of those super cars like you know NASCAR. Like a
0: well, what's the oh, other one? Oh, F like one hundred and fifty or
1: Formula One, yeah. right? But it, it's like you're you're trying to like you're trying to like uh, uh like win the race of a Formula One car, but like you're not changing the tires, you're not putting petrol in all the things. It's like how do you expect to win at like this elite sport if you're not actually taking care of the vehicle that actually navigates the game? And so it's like that's why take like taking care of yourself and like going to do the things that make you smile and laugh. Even if that's just like yesterday, I was watching like really funny, um, memes on, or videos on about dogs on Instagram. And I was like laughing my ass off and I was like, this is self-care and this is self-well, Cause that's what they've said because we were on, we July haven't March. really said that for the listener that doesn't know like our thing. Like, cause, cause we, I stopped, I talked to guides. Oh, like, yeah, do, do yeah, we yeah. should we be setting that? I am going to
0: ask you that next. Yeah. Cause as yeah. you were saying, yeah, 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 they, yeah. right. And, um, I thought like, who are they? Yeah. Yeah, this would be a good opportunity. Yes. To... Yeah, so people are
1: like, who are they? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're
0: like, she's schizophrenic. Um, yeah, <laughs> well, no. Um, and before
1: that, um, let's wrap up the self care thing. So, yeah. um, I think a good reflection point for the listener is that a lot of times when people hear self care, uh, like, and I know I'm, I'm a mom. you yeah. know, I'm. Uh, like have like you have a other a friends. lot of yeah, mom friends and responsibilities. And so sometimes self-care can seem like, oh, that's such a foreign concept. Like who has time for that? Like, and there are some moms that are like single moms, they're working, they've got multiple kids and they're like, I can't afford a massage. I can't afford this or that. However, self-care can be something as simple as like having a cup of tea and sitting down and just drinking it, having a piece of chocolate. It feels good in the moment moment and eating it, sitting up, uh, going in a shower and having the warm water wash over your shoulders. You know, like uh, talking to a friend that makes you laugh, yes. like watching funny dog memes, like or like sm- sm- smelling the roses in the garden. They gave you that analogy. Oh yeah. Like too. there's like, a gardenia bush that's at my house that, that like, um, is blooming right now. And so my husband like cuts gardenias and brings them in, in the morning. And I'm like, oh, and I just sit down, and I'm like, oh, and if this is like the only moment of self-care I get, amazing. But what that does is it shifts your whole vibration and your energy so that all of your desires that are circling around you can reach you. Because when you're in that stressed out state, you just like, it's like, you're well, you literally yeah, you're contracted and you're blocking things that are coming in. So I just wanted to close that loop for the listener that like, self-care is not this like, this thing indulgent, that's indulgent. Like, it doesn't have to be. Like, well, an, it, it can be indulgent. Yeah, can, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be. It can be like, um, it can be like a, a 10 minute walk. It can be, and, and what her, uh, what the guides have said, which Amber is going to explain how they came in in a moment, is that like, if you truly are saying like, I don't even have five minutes for your, myself, then perhaps consider like the martyr energy of like, because everybody has five minutes. And if you're putting everybody in front of yourself and you say, I don't even have five minutes, like look into why you're doing that. Because sometimes, and that could be a hard pill for some people to swallow. Like, you know, like really, but again, like your reality is your responsibility. The kids aren't going to die. If you are away for five minutes to go sit in a room and like have a cup of tea and a little piece of chocolate, like a Reese's peanut butter cup that costs 40 cents. I don't know if they cost now, but you know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't yeah. have to be this expensive indulgent thing, but um, I'm conscious of time. So like, why don't you yeah, jump yeah, yeah. Up, just talk well, about no, so how it's coming to be? Yeah. So this is Amber talking. So when with the guide, so basically it was about five, about eight years ago, I got told by, um, like a medium channel because I was in medical sales and I used to, I've told the story before, but I I used to, um, I was in medical sales and I was a really high achiever, control freak, like one rep of the year, multiple times was just like out out there. Like I was just like, Intense. intense, very intense, yeah, 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 <laughs> very intense. Yeah. And, well, so- and you sold like, um, or, like it was like orthopedic trauma. So like you were on call like a surgeon was, and you're doing like these complex like orthopedic implants. Yes, yes, yes. So, yes. so oh, I had but, to like be- your I- job wasn't great, was great, was a crazy job. Yeah. And so you took that all the way. I did. I took it all the way. And so when I would get my number every year, because I would like you know want to be strategizing everything, and, like how am I going to hit this, and da da da. I would also like call. a a medium channel to be like, I want every aspect of this covered. And like, am I going to hit my number? Also when I, um, when my husband and I were trying to have a baby, um, we was like for five or six years, I would be like, when am I going to have a kid? Like, tell me this. Cause I was such a control freak. And on one occasion, um, the woman I was speaking to was like, You're supposed to be doing what I'm doing, and I was just like, Oh my god, like this is not what I you're like, called I don't want to, yeah, like I don't want yeah. <laughs> like, to see dead people. Am yeah. I gonna be like Patricia Arquette and medium and help? Uh, yeah, like totally, solve totally freaked crimes. me out. And you were like, You shut it down, I shut it down, and so it's within a few years after that because. Like I kind of went on a deep dive and I was like, this is scary. So then I shut it down. And then a few years later, because I was in my car all the time driving, I listened to podcasts all the time. And I came across this woman, Linda Howe, who has this book called How to Read the Akashic Records. And something inside of me was just like, get the book. And so I was like, cool, I'll get the book. So I get the book. And there's um a prayer that you do. Oh, Elias, got the book. Yes, you yeah. got the book. So I get the book and I was like going through the exercises. First, you do like you know, you know, you do exercises to like tap in, is it your intuition or is it your guides? And I was getting like different information when I was tapping into the guide aspect. I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then um my grandma popped up, and my grandma had been um uh dead for or like exited from this plane because she's definitely not dead. I talked to her like. Like all the time now, but like she popped up and she was just like blah, 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 like talking to me, and so I would spend hours in the records every day. Explain what the records are. And so the Akashic records, they are a dimension of consciousness where. Uh, Like if you think of your soul having all of these lifetimes, it's where the information is of all your past lifetimes, your current lifetimes and your future ones. And so, and those are all in air quotes, past, present, future, because time is a human construct where the Akashic records live, just like quantum physics, everything is happening in this now moment. Yeah. And time is just, it's a way, it's a way for us as humans to conceptualize this reality. Um, But so, so I, I was doing the Akashic records and there's, uh, you, as you know, in the book, if you've read it, you there's like a grace period where you can ask people to read their records if they want to meet like their own guides, because it's almost like your guide, people's guides come forward. You, you say this prayer and you use people's names to like bring forward their team, right. And like their information for this lifetime. Correct. Or no previous lifetimes too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And so, um, and so so I, I asked some girlfriends, I just put it out on a group chat and I was like, hey, does anybody want like this done? And everyone was like, yes, yes, yes. So I ended up doing readings and I realized like, oh, like I could like 10. I did 10. And I did them for you. And I was like, oh, I can actually like do this for other people. So started doing readings for other people, was still doing my medical job. And then COVID happened and just totally shut down. Like I was just like in such a weird state about like where the world was at the moment that I was like, I just can't be like vulnerable with my energy at the moment. And so I, I, I shut it all. And I was like, I don't want to be the, be a channel. Like this is just too weird. And people like I just felt you like were in, you were scared of judgment. I was Which really was coming scared. up from past life trauma because you came to find out you've been a medium channel in so many other lifetimes. Yeah. And um had been persecuted for it, killed for it. Yeah. Our grandma, who is Amber's main our like your main guide probably, mm-hmm. was a medium channel. And we didn't find out until um after she died, like recently. Yeah. And we were well, like, no, cause I told my mom, I was like, Hey, I've been talking to grandma and she's like, Oh, you know, she was a channel too. And we were like, that would have been we're good like- to know. <laughs> like, what, mom? Yeah. So, but this is like a condensed version. I, uh, I, I opened, like I left medical sales, went into tech sales for like a hot second. And then my grandma, cause I was still, I would still go in and speak to her. This was she- like five years ago. No, no. The, like Five years ago is when I started opening up, but then just six months ago, because I was like being a channel is not a viable thing like it's just too weird. And even though I live in Byron, which is a very hippie, like probably the most spirit, one of the most spiritual places in Australia. Oh, so like, if you're going to be for sure. Yeah. If you're going to be a channel, like be a channel here because no one thinks it's a big deal. Um, but I was just like, so closed down. So my grandma, uh, was like, look, when you turn 40, you're no longer going to be able to, hide um, uh, yeah, to hide from this. And I was kind of like, whatever, grandma you know, like, I don't really like, you know, whatever you say. Sure. And I came back and told Hillary and it's just like, whatever. I was like, and I, because I tried to read the records too. And like, I bought the book and I was like, I I read the prayer and I went in and I was like, hello, hello. Is anybody here? And I couldn't hear shit. So I was like, so I was like, clearly like, I was like, and that was my story. My story was everybody can do that. That was your story. And then I was like, everybody can't do it because your twin sister who like same soul, like I should be able to do it couldn't do it. And so I was like her number, am her number one hype woman. I was like, Oh my God. Okay. What did grandma say? What happened here? What did that feel like? So did it like kept going. So when Amber said, Oh, grandma said that my, Gifts are gonna supercharge when we turn forty. I was like, oh, can't wait. But Amber was like, oh god, whatever. I roll like, yeah, right. And I was like, no, it's happening because, because like, as an outsider observer, you can like, it's a gift, you know. And everybody has their unique like as a reflection point for the listener. Not everybody's supposed to be medium channel. Everybody's no. got their special sauce, mm-hmm. you know, like their special thing that they're supposed to do in this lifetime and like and not everybody's is going to be the same and so I I kept like you going and I would this is Hillary I kept posting full moon circles at my house here just for fun for like you know 15 to 20 women we would do it like every other month and I'd pay Amber because I was like I need to keep her in this so I'd pay her her rate and have her do readings for the group of women and everybody loved it. She was like, the, like in my opinion, like the star of the show. And when I, when she couldn't do it, I was like full moon, can't full moon circles canceled this month because like, <laughs> because I really wanted you to keep doing it yeah. and they were that special. But I think a lot of times too, when you have a gift, you don't even, it's so easy for you. You're like. This like, like this can't be the thing. Yeah. And it's not a big deal. Yeah. It's not a big deal. And everyone can probably do it. Yeah. Yeah. But now I'm like, uh, you stepped into it now. Yeah. Stepped into it. And And your gifts did supercharge. Yes, they did. Well, I started to, because the Akashic records were an amazing starting point. But when I, um I, I hired a mentor, just like anything else, I think when you want to do something like hiring some, like working with someone that has done what you want to do is so valuable. And so even like being a medium channel, I hired a mentor and joined a container with her for um, three months. And she helped me work through, I realized I had no boundaries with my clients. I had no boundaries with spirit. Um, and because I hadn't even considered that previous lifetimes I'd been persecuted. And so like all of these fears about like, literally like feeling like, okay, I could be killed for, you know, like if i don't say the perfect thing for someone like that responsibility of channeling for people weighed really heavy on me before. And, um, my mentor helped me work through that. And now I'm just like, Oh, this is so fun. So fast forward for to today. Um, my grandma, it was like, Hey, um, I like, you guys need to start recording, Uh, Like your channelings on Hillary's podcast. And I was, again, I was kind of like, even now when I get messages from my grandma and we talk like all day, I was like, okay, like, we'll (laughs) see, like, like I'll do this grandma to placate you. But like, sure, whatever. But so I called you and I was like, Hey, let's start recording our thing. Yeah. And I was like, great. And then our grandma came through and said, like, it's no accident, Hillary, that like, you've been called to podcasting and you've been honing your craft for the last year and a half and hosting and hosting and learning how to interview people and like how to, you know, just like, you know, Kristen being a podcast host, like, it's not immediately just easy. There are so many components to it that you need to nail down. But there, she was like, it's no accident because Because I forget because Amber, yeah, I know. And so, um, <laughs> I'm like, shut it down. I'm, ta- I'm talking. No. So, um, no, she said, um, when, cause when Amber channels, she forgets what she's saying because she's just channeling, she's a conduit. It's not coming from Amber. It's coming from somewhere else. And so she'll forget what she says. And so my grandma said, you guys need to start doing these, uh, twin transmission episodes and you interview these beings like through Amber and then ask the follow-up questions that like, you want to know and that the listeners might want to know. And like, and this is your biggest work in this lifetime is to work together to bring these practical tips for, to help navigate the human experience for humanity. And and just like really easy to implement things versus, because I know for, for at least for myself, like so much of where I've like, not everybody wants to do like the deep like dark night of the soul. Like, let me examine all my shadows. Like, especially someone like my husband, for example, like he doesn't want to like go to his childhood wounds to like get the clarity potentially to, you know, supercharge his reality. Like not everybody, like, because, and I used to be of the mindset that like, everybody should do that kind of deep soul work and like everyone needs to, but now my perception is so different. It's just such a place of like, everyone does everyone deserve. Everyone can make an impact on their reality by doing very small things that make a huge difference and it doesn't yes it would be wonderful that everybody could get to like the deepest darkest parts of themselves and heal it for sure but also like that's not the only way to live a beautiful intentional like magical life in this reality, and so the messages that we channel, it's like it could come from my grandma. It could come. I mean, I have a whole team of beings that come through. They're from. Some are from the ninth dimension. The the beings from Andromeda just made contact with me a couple of days ago. I know, wild,
0: wild, wild. Well, I was like I scared. So many chills. I've always felt connected yeah. to Andromeda. It's oh, cool. So, oh, well then so, this like, is. The I end. literally like opened a book or something and was reading, and and the wo- I saw the word and I'd never heard it before. And I was like, "What? Like, oh. what is that? And I just like zoomed in and it was like, what is, why? But it's got chills. It's got chills. And then I just started Googling and then I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have yeah. both too, but I haven't connected with it really much since then. But yeah.
1: Well, I, well, and the way that you've connected with it is that uh, through birth work, because this, oh, talk about how you opened up the, um like the Akashic Records, it, like that was your starting oh, point. Oh and- yeah. And yeah, because, gone yeah. So out. we started with the, the Akashic records were great to like establish a connection, but then, um, I, one of the guests you had on your podcast said yeah. the Akashic records are great, but also it can, it's a very like specific vibration and like, there's an opportunity to bring in more. And so that's what I worked on with my mentor was like, how do we like keep the kick? Cause I use a prayer to open up like the dimension or like to access the information but um but but get more and so i use a new prayer now that is like the it's the same cadence as the Akashic records prayer but different words and now my next evolution as a channel is that I won't be using that prayer anymore. So like the Akashic Greg, it's almost like I was using that as like a crutch Mm -hmm. to like, you know, to tune in because I can speak to my guides all the time now. And I did like a a really simple 15 minute breath work a couple of days ago. I was about to have a client session and I thought that the messages that were coming through were for my client that I was about to call. um, But it ended up being... Freaking these beings from Andromeda. And I was just like, oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just like, but, well, but I was remember, like, remember, no, I remember was what like, grandma said because yeah. grandma was there. And my grandma, grandma was there. Yeah. She's like, something's about to happen. Like, like yeah, she know? goes, stay like she goes, just be like basically, because my grandma's always there. And so in like when I got out of the breath work, I still had my eyes closed. And she's like, Amber, like just trust what's coming through, like everything's gonna be okay. And I thought because one of my clients, like the, the client that I was about to call, one of her guides had started to come and talk to me like the day before. And I just thought like something wild and weird was going to be happening in her session. And then I, prepared. I was not prepared. I had like this whole flood of energy and my whole body was like shaking. It was like, I was accessing this new, like vibration like this new frequency basically and then they just started like talking and then they were just like we're from Andromeda and I was just like oh god and I was like you were like oh no well, I and then I called you and, and then I was kind of like I don't even know but they were like come back and talk to us tomorrow or whatever like did you no because I got scared like cause like I wasn't scared but I, I was just like it's like you know when you get what you ask for and then you're like crap <laughs> like I thought this totally, would take long. Yeah. Right. And so then I waited a day. I told you what happened and they're like, you have to go. And I was like, okay. So I actually waited two more days. And then yesterday I, I went and did the same breath work again. So didn't have to use like my Akashic records prayer that I've used. And then they just like, they gave me like a homework assignment to say, they're like, okay, like we want to start making more regular contact with you. Like go do research on Andromeda and like who we are and like, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and- cause what our grandma said like t- uh, in I terms of time. oh so like what are these practical tips to navigate the human experience uh, in, in the beginning our grandma said like okay she, she's like vetting all of these beings for us to be like whose messages are you going to channel she's like the gatekeeper but then um as time went on because amber I was like, can you check in with grandma and see what's up with our beings? Like, where are they? Like, cause and- we thought it was going to be one body of work from like these beings that no one's ever heard of. And it was yeah. like, you and- know, and they were him status or something like that. Yeah. Right? And then, or just style. And yeah. then, um, style. and then grandma came back and she goes, you guys would get bored with that. And so what I'm working on for you guys is like the best of top hits. So like, uh, different information from like all kinds of places and you channel that information to give like the best tips to your listeners, to whoever, is in, to whoever is interested in what you guys have to say, and then you move on to like the next group. So I think- And also though, things can change and evolve. Like what exactly. we've also that's learned true. through this experience Here, is that person. like, is that like, you know, as humans, we get really attached to like, A, we assign meaning to things. You're like, okay, that's good or bad. Or like, that's the, like, oh, I got full body chills to do that. So like, that means this is my thing I'm going to do forever. And then you start to almost like, fight with yourself when things aren't kind of turning out, it's like, you don't, you're not, you don't allow yourself to surrender anymore in the moment because you think things have to go down this path or you're, you want to be so in control of the experience. So for, with my grandma saying, you know, the best stuff hits like that could also change because yeah, that's true. what they talk about uh, so much is that like the quantum nature of this reality and how there's simultaneous timelines coexisting and like you can literally like leap to different timelines i I don't know how uh, like how deep you want to go yeah how deep you want to go or if like everyone can like can like not almost like believe like, yeah. it, like it could, could be a stress. I know you can Kristen, but like, I know for us, the listener, like if someone would have told me like five years ago, there's infinite timelines and you can jump them. And like, there's infinite versions of you. I'd be like, that's like too much. I just, I can't get there. I can't even, even and- some of our friends that are in this with us now are like, that's a step too far. Yeah. I, I like their brain can't wrap around it, but yeah, yeah I get it. So but my whole point, or like our whole point around that was just that we it's like a balance now, especially turning 40 as well of like wanting to be more in surrender of our experience, because uh, the message that comes through all the time is that like, A, everybody has a team of guides, B, like, they all want to help you and see like this reality is supposed to surprise and delight you. It's supposed to be fun. And so yes, there are challenges, like challenges that we navigate, but like that spectrum of human emotion that you, you know, we go back and forth on that's part of being human. Once we exit out of being human, there's no, like the right or wrong, like the political polarity of experiences like that they the range of emotion the doesn't range doesn't of emotion exist. yeah they, it's just peace and acceptance of everything and, and so, well, it's just like what is it yeah just what and it is so yeah. like that well, um, it, they, they said once that they go if we could be air quote jealous of you guys we would be jealous if, if we were capable of that emotion we would be jealous of the fact that you can feel these emotions yeah so like that that was pretty cool because sometimes yeah. you can feel like we're overly emotional well, we should and, get in I, the records. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's or, do it. Or get in the, the frequency. Let's get in the frequency, yeah. Because they just have some messages for people around the holidays and just like the, the reminders. Yeah, for, unless for Kristen has something she wants to ask. Yeah, unless you want to ask. Well, you can ask anything of the guides, but like, yes. let yeah. me let me just get in real quick. Okay, okay cool. want to start, yes, where they want to start. So they understand that on this time, on this planet, in this now moment, this is a time of celebration. This is a time for many what we would call the holidays here. Yes, that is true. And they just wanted to come with a few empowering reminders for everyone that could be listening. So yes, yes, yes. So we we want to remind everyone, again, as the twins have said uh, so far in this episode, is that your reality and your experience to, uh, yes, 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 is your responsibility and so yes it's yes because we are we 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 want to come through with this message in a way that is soft that said we understand that the perception of time that we have in this moment now with you Kristen, is short and so we are going to get to the point very very quickly many of you listening feel have this um perception and what we would say in the most lovely way possible about coming into the holidays and this, the opportunity that there is to interact with your family members, interact with loved ones, interact with people that you have challenging relationship dynamics with. Our tip to you would be, before you go into any family interaction, so we are showing Amber now, the um, yes, there yes, yes, we're showing Amber now being at the dinner table, we're showing her now going into, again, like a family function where everybody's swimming in the pool, and because now we are getting to the point of we're truly in holidays. You have just celebrated. In, if you're in America, you have celebrated Thanksgiving. Everyone across the globe is coming into the time of celebration and bringing the family together. What we would, uh, what we would ask of you is that before you go into any interaction. Do something for your own energetic because the stories and these dynamics that you have with certain members of your family. So let's say, for example, you say, Oh, okay, I love going to see my mom and I love the family, but God, my mom is really controlling. Or I see, you know, she always favors my brother over me. Or, you know, I go in and no one asks me about me. They own like no one cares about me. And we fall into these old dynamics of like the same family patterns that we've always had. What we would say, dear listener to everyone listening is that if this reality is your responsibility because it is, how could you reframe this experience of spending time with your family and say, okay because what we're showing Amber now is that, okay if you're going into a family situation and you know you're gonna be with your mom, your dad, your brother and your sister. Let's say that for example there are four core relationships that you have a bit of anxiety about or a bit of trepidation about if you truly want to unlock unlock the opportunity and the potential to change the relationship you have with them because what we will tell you is that the relation just like this reality is your responsibility the only way that the relationships Change with the people that you engage with is by changing yourself. So the tip that we will give you is: let's say that you are going into a family gathering, and there are, let's say, four main characters, four main actors, because at the end of the day, that is what they are. They are, uh, um, they are, they are actors. They are in this, this, um, yes, yes, yes. They are actors. And so, let's say you write on a piece of paper, and this is what we'd love for you to do: you write on a piece of paper. You say, "Mom." dad, brother, sister, you can replace those with any names that you want, depending on who you're going to see. It could be mother-in-law, father-in-law, cousin, right? And instead of, of saying, so there's a couple things you can do. So if you know that you have a certain dynamic with them, what we would say to open up your energetic, to again, make sure that you have the best experience possible is what are some things that you're grateful about? And this is so what Amber is saying to us now is like, come on guys, it can't be this easy. We are saying to Amber, it can be this easy. Make a list instead of saying, yes, instead of saying your mom, okay. You know, she never compliments me. She never asks me what I'm doing. Dig deep and think, okay, well I'm still alive now. So my mom must have given me food. She must have put clothes on my back. She must have, you know, like there are things she had to have done for you, for you still to be alive. She gave birth to me. She gave birth to me. So it's like, what are five things? Like what, yeah, yeah. What we are showing Amber now is that it's like uh five things is almost like your basic level. 10 things would be like middle school level. If you can list 15, things of each of these characters in your reality these relationships you will notice that and you the trick is you do this before the family dinner you do this before you go over and visit to open up presents on christmas day And we are saying, Amber's asking us now, well, what if we were just at Thanksgiving with them and we had this same interaction that we always have? And I'm so disappointed because my mom always does this thing. My dad always criticizes me. They hate my partner, et cetera, et cetera. What we would say is that is perfect because you have the perfect contrast of experience to know that when you try out this tip, how this is going to completely change your next interaction. So again, let us reiterate, start with four. Start with four, start with four people that you're next gonna be interacting with uh, in, a, in a group level for the holidays, for example. And you say, your mom, okay. Again, five is the starting point of things you could be grateful for. 10 is like, you're getting there. 15 is where the money is, it's where the money is. And so what are 15 things about each of those things? And what that does on an energetic level is that when you walk into that experience imagine it's like yes 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 imagine what like walking into something and it's like your 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 energy what we're showing amber it's like it's walking into something being like all dirty and disheveled versus like walking into a place and like being completely groomed and like clean and having the most amazing outfit on what that does it is- they're saying like really the difference between those two things is like the amount of confidence that you can derive from that feeling right like it really is just like that feeling that you're going into and they're saying yes 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 what they're saying is that when you go into an experience like that you're 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 completely 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 changing the potential of that interaction because really on a soul level that pattern that you have with your mom, that pattern you have with your dad, with your brother, with your cousin, with your husband, that's really, it's just an interplay of two souls trying to learn the lesson. And that soul trying to evoke from you almost like that test of like, Hey, are, are you, are we going to learn the lesson this time? And so going into the situation where let's say, for example, normally your mom is very critical of you, but if you go into that, vibrating this energy of like, I'm so grateful that my mom gave birth to me so that I could have my own children so that I could have my own experiences. I'm so grateful that, you know, my mom fed me every day. I'm so grateful that, and again, like we understand that it can be almost like an unlocking of something and it can feel hard and it can feel like, like being vulnerable vulnerable to those emotions but if you can walk into those experiences now it's that your mom it, like you guys came in with an agreement to master this reality and to master these emotions and so on a soul level if you come into this into this dinner if you come into this you know christmas day experience for example but and we're saying this we bring this up because it's topical because so many people engage with their families at this time of year but this can be done tomorrow. This can be done anytime. The soul in your mom recognizes the work that you're doing on a soul level to you. And it's, it's like, yes, like we've mastered this. So even if the human, like the, the human, representation of your mom's soul is still like, you know, saying, you know, you're not good enough, or I can't believe you did that. If you have, if you can keep in your heart, that gratitude of the things that she actually did to help you get to where you are today, that's a mastery of that experience. And once you heal that in yourself and you change your energy in that relationship, what you'll notice is that that those those, uh, yes, yes yes those responses from your mom won't even happen because that's not even what you're paying attention to anymore. What you're, what you're acknowledging in your mom or your dad or any other person in your reality is like, what are the things I can focus on that actually I'm grateful for? And in fact, because what Amber is saying to us, well, what about like, if my mom abandoned me as a kid, or what if my dad, you know, did something like, you know, that really hurt me when I was a kid Emotionally, for example, then what we would say is that you can also take um, the things that you view as like that really hurt you and be like, You can also turn that into gratitude because that gives you the contrast to say, like, well, I experienced this from my mom. I'm never going to treat someone else like that. I experienced this, you know, my dad never listened to me when I was a kid. So now that when I have my own children or when I'm engaging in conversation with someone else, I'm incredibly aware to listen and to be there for them and to be in non judgment, et cetera. And so, what, yes. So, what we're saying is that it isn't just about the things you can be grateful for that were that you could perceive as good or supportive or nourishing in actuality like the things that you rejected the most of your experience and your relationship with other people are the things that give you the most contrast to put you on the path you're supposed to. So, well, and can I ask, I interject Mm -hmm. like, what, what if something, this is Hillary, what if like they did something that as humans, we would say is like unforgivable, like took advantage of a child of when you, when you were a kid, like, oh how, how do you go into that? Like something that's like, not just, they didn't listen to you. you Oh yes, yes, yes. Well, so yes, yes. Yeah. So what, what, what they're saying now is that like, again, what we are, what we are saying is that it isn't that you have to have gratitude that that happened to you, but yeah, yeah, but, th- but there's, two, there's two things to that. The first and foremost, let's say, for example, sexual abuse, if we're gonna go there, is that like, okay, that happened to you. That experience could give you compassion for other people's experience. As you grow older, let's say, for example, you decide to speak out against things like that, that happen, you can be there for other people, had you not had that experience. And because, yeah, yeah, because what they're saying is like, you don't have to be thankful to the person that they did that to you, but you could also find gratitude in your experience that you lived through it. And now you've seen the gift in that, that you can help other people, potentially you could help other children for mm-hmm. help you give a voice to survivors. Okay things like that. So like there's the gratitude of that experience. I don't know where the thing is. There's the gratitude of experience, um, not necessarily the gratitude towards the person that they did that to you. Because it gives you more, because again, like if we are to use that example of, um, of sexual abuse, like if you can come out of that and be a support network for other people. And what they're also saying is like, also like that vigilance of like being able to recognize the sign they're saying they're showing like so many people that have been survivors of abuse can then recognize a they're like more protective of children but they can also like recognize the signs like potentially they're there to save like their neighbor's kid right and Mm -hmm. had they never gone into that experience they wouldn't even have the discernment in their reality to be like that looks off Right. Like, let me check on that kid. So, yeah, there's a way to find acceptance and gratitude in every single experience, even if that is to say I had to go through something and quote unquote survive it so that I could help other people going through it and let them know that there is life after this experience, life after X, you know. Can I ask a
0: a quick question along those lines, Mm -hmm. which Uh is kind of like, yeah, you go into these family situations and the way that you go in changes the dynamic. What if there's a situation where you've kind of put up a boundary and it's actually physical, like where you don't connect with that person, like that parent anymore. Is that a lesson in like that disconnection and separation and like you the souls fulfilled the requirement and we can separate, or is it part of the lesson to work through that? And that you shouldn't really have that separation of souls.
1: Yeah, so what they're saying is that um it depends on how you feel because what they're saying is that they're like, it, both can be true at the same time. Like in some instances, because from where they are and like once you exit this reality, there is no right or wrong, there's only experience and there's only lessons to be learned. So if for you, if for anyone listening, they have a physical, uh, boundary where they no longer engage. And this person, like a person that they've engaged with in their past is no longer part of their reality. If they are at peace with that, like that is okay move on. And that like, like that it's almost like, yes, 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 because what they're saying is like again, let's use this um let's use this analogy of someone who's uh, like undergone some sort of trauma. And so they they or like, yeah, yeah, let's use do something a little bit light, lighter letter heart, guys, yeah, because what they're saying, like let's say like a, a narcissistic parent, for example, right? who's like very um controlling, and even after their child gets to be like 30, 40 years old, they're still like, you know, just, inserting themselves and so someone creates a boundary to say like sorry but you just because of your actions you cannot be um in my life anymore yes yes they're like um like it it depends on your energy Yeah, yeah because what they're saying is that like it the way you know that you are like navigating it in in a way that is best for you is like how do you feel about it does this cause you like are you in acceptance of it are you like it like is it is it causing you severe distress like the the only way to know if it's right or wrong for you is to know like how you feel and so it's like so
0: if we were to are we talking about a personal example Kristen? all right i hope you enjoyed that conversation it's always super fun to have multiple guests on at once it was a first for me as I mentioned I had to cut that a little bit short because it definitely was very personal and not something that I was prepared to release today on the episode if you enjoyed this episode please tag me at the evolving mama underscore feel free to tag Hillary and twin transmission so both Amber and Hillary at twin transmissions and you can find them on Instagram Amber does offer a lot of services on her website to connect with her, whether it is pure channeling, uh, connecting to Akashic Records to help you. If you have big questions or you're just looking for guidance, there's no better way than to tap into higher consciousness, those entities that are here to help you reconnect to your all-knowing self. So wherever you're listening, I hope you have a beautiful day or a beautiful night. And I can't wait to chat with you again soon.